Hello there. Welcome to Series 4 of Satisfied. The Series 4 podcasts relate to the Profiles of Perseverance Bible Study. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. Here's what I want you to know in Series 4 of Satisfied. Jesus said that we will all have trouble in this world. Some troubles simply come from living in this fallen world and are common to everyone. Other troubles are related to being a child of God living in an unbelieving world. Then there are those we inflict upon ourselves because of sin still present within us. Add to that those that others inflict upon us. <laughs> Regardless of the cause of our struggles, we can persevere through the rough and tumble of real life as we are empowered by our faith and sustained by our hope in an always faithful God. That hope will enable us to persevere through the storms of life. In this study, we'll look at four Old Testament men, Joseph, David, Elijah, and Nehemiah, who stayed true to their walk with God through long and difficult lives. Their examples teach us how we can do the same and that there is a reward for perseverance. In this podcast, we will cover lesson one of Profiles of Perseverance and answer the question, how does staying focused on Jesus enable us to persevere? The writer of Hebrews says this to us, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. The imagery at the beginning of that passage is that of running a race, not a sprint, but a much longer race like a marathon. The setting is that of an athletic contest in a great amphitheater with a dense cloud of witnesses, not spectators, but actually those who can testify to the value of putting your faith in God, even when you can't see the end. They lived that way. They ran that race. The race is the rough and tumble of real life. It's not a Hallmark movie where everything is scripted to end sweetly. It's not a fantasy world where you have magical control over what happens. It's real life. Real life hurts. It's confusing. It blindsides us. We often cling to things that hinder us, that entangle us. We have to make the choice to throw off everything that does that. Throw off the sin that so easily entangles us and run with perseverance the race marked out for us while fixing our eyes on Jesus. Throw off what hinders us. In the last podcast, I said that perseverance is holding to a course of action, belief, or purpose without giving way. It is sticking to that belief or purpose regardless of what happens. It is active, staying power and tenacity to hold up under some long-term burden, not just getting stuck in traffic. It carries the idea of whole life experience. It is the quality that enables a person to stand on her feet and move forward when facing a storm head on. That's how we are to live this life. 
We also learned that perseverance produces maturity in us. It helps us to grow up as Christians into the women God wants for us to be who are like His Son, Jesus. Think about your typical response to the things that hinder you, that challenge you, that distress you. I have found in my life that groaning and screaming do not contribute to my maturity, although sometimes crying helps. <laughs> I spent one Saturday afternoon crying and calling out to God for some understanding about a trial we were facing. Because He's been faithful in the past, I know through experience that I can trust Jesus even when I can't see through the fog. I can't see the end, the way out. I feel like I'm blind, but I know where I'm going. I'm going with Jesus, fixing my eyes on Him wherever He leads me. Now, some of that fog is my own thinking that a life blessed by God as my Father should look different from that of the unbelieving world. You know, fewer trials, except those brought on by myself. Otherwise, I should have a controlled, pleasant life. My earthly dad took care of my needs. Most of my trials were those of just plain old growing up, getting teased by a mean fourth grade girl at camp, not getting chosen for majorette, not being asked for a date for almost a whole year. But my daily needs for food, clothing, shelter, transportation, and love were well provided by my parents. So naturally, I expect my Heavenly Father to do likewise. But that is unrealistic, and it's dangerous thinking because it leads to continual disappointment. That is a hindrance. Other hindrances are our own bad choices that bring trouble to us, or the bad choices of others that are inflicted upon us. Either way, we get stuck with the results. Those can be hindrances. We must throw off those hindrances and desire the maturity that perseverance produces in us. God's goal for us is to be mature and complete. Perseverance is His tool to help us reach that goal, to grow up. Someone said, we must learn perseverance or we will not learn much else. Didn't I say that most of my trials were those of just plain old growing up? Aren't trials for the believer also experiences of plain old growing up? What if my daddy never let me go away from home and experience those challenges of personal decision-making? I couldn't grow up. What if my heavenly father never let me know any needs? I couldn't grow up as a Christian. Isn't that true regarding human children? Growing up can be painful just in the facing of new things while getting used to the old. Think about teething. You have to go through teething to get teeth, to chew food. The same is true of learning to walk or ride a bike. What about adolescence? That's a long, painful, but necessary time of gaining independence. The goal is to raise someone who is fully functioning, a responsible adult, right? Well, that's God's goal too. But here in my Western culture, we don't necessarily desire perseverance. 
we get sidetracked with our comforts and our rights. Without perseverance, we become satisfied with immaturity, and that infiltrates the church, too. Some say we have an epidemic of immaturity in our society. Maybe you've noticed that. After decades of materialistic indulgence and overprotection, the children of the 80s and 90s are the most narcissistic generation ever known. Thankfully, many of us are not that way or have children who are not that way. But as a whole, the generation comprising young adults is called the me generation. For them, it's all about me. We have men and women refusing to grow up into maturity in the home, in the workplace, and in the church. They've got a huge hurdle to cross when it comes to following Jesus. That's what happens when we overprotect children from going through trials so they don't develop perseverance and maturity. James chapter 1 verse 2 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. The truth of the matter is that most people count it all joy when they escape trials, and they count it all grief when they have to endure them. But God's not going to overprotect his children. Here's the key. Human parents raise their children to be less dependent on them and more independent as they grow up. But God raises his children to be less independent of him and more dependent on him. Whatever he brings into our lives that makes us more dependent upon him is good for us. If he didn't bring those things into our lives, we wouldn't know how to rely on him for real strength. Back to the verses in Hebrews chapter 12. The one focus in life that can get us through anything is fixing our eyes on Jesus. Staying focused on Jesus. Why is that so important? Well, it's because Christianity is Christ. It's not a lifestyle, rules of conduct, or a society whose members were initiated by the sprinkling or covering of water. We're called first and foremost to a relationship with a person, Jesus Christ. Think about the striking parallel between a baby's dependent relationship with its mother in the womb and our life of dependency on Christ. Because of its dependent life, a baby in the womb could say, for me to live as mom. In the same way, we can and should say, for me to live as Christ. That vividly illustrates what it's like to keep the eyes of our hearts focused on Jesus, even during the tough times. When we stay focused on Jesus, we know we're not alone. We have a Savior who has run this race of life already. He knows how hard it is. He knows how to persevere through it. We can trust Him. Be tenacious to hold on to Jesus. Keep standing and walking forward when the storms of life try to knock you down. Go wherever Jesus leads you to go. Persevere. We must focus on what He is doing in the midst of what we are doing. Listen to his voice. 
Let it drown out all the others. Even when it hurts, when you're tired, when you want to give up, when you want to settle for less. Believe it or not, persevering through the really tough times will lead to a joyful run through this race of life with Him. As the Bible promises in Romans 15, 4, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We can have hope because we have God with us. So remember our lane markers for the race. Number one, choose to persevere through every challenge. Number two, count on God's promise to give you hope. Number three, let that hope sustain you through the rough and tumble of life. And number four, celebrate the joyful reward. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope as you persevere through everyday life. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 4 of Satisfied.